Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand new racing app for Same Race multi-tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Gearing up for Dometic. Enjoy the great outdoors with all the comforts of home with Dometic. It's time for gearing up for Dometic. Enjoy the great outdoors with all the comforts of home with Dometic. Our special guest this morning is the most recognisable fisherman in the country. It is, of course, Paul Worsling from iFish. Good morning, PW. Good morning. I thought you were talking about someone else for a second then. <laughs> now, this morning we find you in uh, in rural Victoria and you're doing some fascinating work with fisheries. Yes, I'm in the car, so I apologise if you hear my nav telling you there's speed cameras and things going on, but it's all real, boys. Uh, <laughs> left early this morning and uh, heading up to Lake Dartmouth. And um, it's a beautiful part of the world, very well known for its trout fishery, but there's also a very, very special fish there and we're going up to do a bit of research on them. So talk to us about these fish and why it's important to, to aid them in, in the spawning process, if you will, and the, and the role that Snobs Creek plays within this. Yeah, so basically there's a fish called a Macquarie perch, and I, I reckon it's probably the most underrated, along with the, the freshwater blackfish, the most underrated freshwater species. And if you go back 100 years, Macquarie perch, inhabited so many of our freshwater streams. They're almost like uh, what trout are today. And over the years, because of pollution, because of irrigation, because of uh, erosion and overfishing and carp, the Macquarie perch has pretty much disappeared from a lot of its natural habitat. So what fisheries do, and they do so many great projects that people don't know about, they actually go to places like Dartmouth and they net the big spawning female and male Macquarie perch, which really only happens in one or two places in the state properly. And then they literally will get a helicopter. They will fly those fish back to Stobbs Creek at Eel. They buy the fish a bottle of champagne, turn <laughs> the lights down, get a nice romantic flick on, like Love Actually or something. And next thing you end up with millions of baby Macquarie perch. And then they release those fish back into their natural habitat where they were 100 years ago. And they've been doing this for many years. I did it five years ago with them, went up and watched what they did. And they've had really good populations of fish come through. And uh, it's been a real big success. You've mentioned a couple of spots where they actually uh, are breeding themselves. Now, if I was an angler going to target Macquarie perch, where I've known minimal to nothing about these fish. Where would somewhere in the state you would go to actually catch one as an angler? Have you got an easier question? <laughs> <laughs> the Hawkesbury, the pair? Well, it sounds no, like the Snobs Hatchery. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I literally, Dartmouth is one of the few places I know of where you can target these fish successfully. Yep. And there'll be people out there who obviously know more places. I believe you can catch them in the oven, don't quote me. But they're just a fish that literally people know nothing about. They're, they're just, like you guys are into fishing and you probably, you know nothing about them. I know nothing yeah, about them. That's, yep. why they're so, that's why they're so fascinating. Almost like I said earlier, the river blackfish. 
they're under your doorstep. They're literally everywhere. But how many people do you know that have actually targeted and gone and caught River Blackfish? You and Jet. <laughs> there, you, there, there you go. So, yeah, and, and I think that's why they're so fascinating. And that's why fishing is so cool, boys, because you think you're into it, you think you know it, you do it seven days a week, you live it, you breathe it, and there's all these things that are out there that you literally have no idea about. So you're just never, ever going to stop learning about beautiful things in fishing. So how long has this been going on for, Paul? Because obviously the, the, the more research that's conducted, the the more you find out about species numbers um, and and what threatens them. How long has this been a real well, focus for, for Vic Fisheries? And also, is it working? Like, because you've said it's been going on for a while now. Is it working, the whole, uh, I guess, the process, the whole process of it? So this has been going on a long time. Like I'm thinking over a decade because I did it five years ago and it was not the first time. And they've actually caught fish now in these rivers that they've released the fish into. They've actually caught fish now that are the prodigy of those original fish they put in. They're not the first fish, but they've caught second generation fish. So they've actually managed to establish some really good populations of Macquarie perch in areas where they were, disappeared, and now they're back. So the answer is yes, 100% it's working. And it's program and, and fisheries, Arthur Riley Institute, these things are happening every day of the year. People out in swag, camps on riverbanks doing these incredible jobs. I mean, they just did that thing with that Malakuda with the flathead that I went and filmed where they went and we went and caught flathead, male and female flathead did the same thing. They took them up to the rumour and I think they hatched something like half a million or a couple of million baby flathead then put them back into the Gippsland Lake where there's now no, no netting. And you're not allowed to keep a flathead over, I think, 65, 70 centimetres. So it's a damn good process. Like the prawns that they put into uh, Lake Tyres, the Mulloway they released there, all these projects, they're world-leading, which is so cool for Victoria. Do you think, Paul, they've been, uh, and I hope they don't take offence to this, Aaron, because do you think they've been a, there's been an issue because they're, they're not a beautiful-looking spe- species compared to what trout are, both rainbow and browns. Yep, rainbow and browns are both introduced species. Were introduced 150 odd years ago. Do you think they've been a victim of the fact that they're they're not the most beautiful looking fish or the sexiest fish on the fishing calendar throughout the country? Well, you and Red would know this. <laughs> 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 have, have you boys been Have you boys been victimised in your life? <laughs> Aaron, With my no, mouse brown uh, complexion, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely mouse brown. Definitely mouse brown. Uh, look, 100 percent, Pat. They're not. They're not that rainbow trout with the beautiful rainbow down the side or the brown with those golden spots. And and believe it or not, the, the brown and rainbow trout are a feral animal. They're an introduced species, but because they're such a romantic fish, yeah. they get all the limelight. But I mean, when you catch a Macquarie perch, Jeff was asking about them last night, and he was sort of saying, tell me about them, Dad. And the best way I could put it, almost like the freshwater, like the 100% freshwater version of an estuary perch. It's about as close as I could come up with. And they do have that same, like, I love estuary perch. I think this is the most incredible, beautiful fish. And when you catch one, you hold it in your hand. They do have that Murray Cod-esque feel. Like a Murray Cod just has this special vibe about it. And, and the Macquarie perch, at its nickname, is a macca. The macca has that same feel. And when you finally catch one, they do have that unique thing. That I don't know what it is, but I'll go back to the castle and just say, Speaking of the vibe, the vibe is changing right around the country now. And Paul, I've been on the phone to you for the last two and a bit years with your limited travel, and uh, I guess the amount of the effects COVID has has 
has had on iFish and your income about traveling wherever you need to go to catch some of the best fish in the world. It is opening. Things are starting to lighten up for yourself. What is going to happen with iFish now in the next, I guess, as soon as you can get to where you need to be? Well, yes, Tommy's in the car. and We were just having a production meeting over a very nice cup of coffee. And it looks like in the next month or two, we're going to hit the road pretty seriously. When I say hit the road, I think we will actually drive and probably go to New South Wales and do a bit of work north and south of Sydney. There's some fantastic fishing options like Port Stephens, all those areas back towards Sydney. Um, I've got a mate called Scotty Sorrington. He's got a reef offshore that he found at Old Naval Wreck, and it's loaded with big kings and bass roper and snapper. Pretty keen to go check that out. I definitely want to get down to Tasmania. Pat and I were speaking this week. Tassie is just such a special, special place, as you know, Patrick. And the fishing options are out of control. And I'm thinking uh, there's some massive mako sharks off the shelf of St. Helens over the next couple of months. Striped trumpeters, some big flathead swords will still be around. Big bluefin tuna. I'll probably go and check that stuff out. And I'm very keen to get over to South Australia towards Kangaroo Island. Yep. And maybe, maybe even Port Lincoln because it's probably one of the fishiest places on the planet, Port Lincoln. Like, you want to go on a holiday with the family and enjoy Australia and just getting back to basic Port Lincoln to be the place, I reckon. The fishing's out of control. The land-based options are just so good. And the food, like the natural oysters there and, and the fresh squid you catch off the pier and all those sorts of things, it's just a very special place. I think that's uh, season 464 for iFish and he's just named 495 different places. I'm looking forward to it. Paul, before we let you go, your Cranbourne factory outlet, uh, Tackle World factory outlet that is, um, you're having a closing down sale. I think it's from the 26th. Can we talk about that just before we let you go because you're releasing uh, some gear that's under cost, so there's some great bargains to be had for, for those that are willing to get in the car and go check out the, uh, the factory. The 50 cent wall by memory, I think it was on social media. Yes, 50 cent wall. So basically we started a clearance centre two and a half years ago because We've had the shop 32 years, and in that period, you make a few mistakes buying. And uh, over 32 years, we've accumulated some incredible stuff. And basically, we've sold most of it. So there's a little bit left. We're going to close it down. And there is a 50-cent wall. I reckon there's about three or 4,000 items on that wall that range in price from 5 to $30, maybe. And every single thing is 50 cents. Every single other thing in that clearance center, which is a little shop, will be 50% off the lowest marked price. Now, some of that stuff already 70, 80% off. It'll be half that price. So there will be, I think, I reckon there's about 100 grand worth of fishing tackle in there. And I reckon on the day, it'll probably sell for about 10 grand. So there's going to be some genuine bargains. And it's very hard. I'll give you the tip, boys. It hurts because I am Dutch. And I want to take a look at I was just saying, can I have this? What about it? Surely that's good. And the boys are saying, it's got to go. So I'll be, I'll be going in and taking a box full for myself because I just can't bear to give it away. But it's going to be the best fishing tackle clearance we've ever had, and I just hope it all goes because uh, it's time to move on. That is Tackle World and Cranbourne, of course. Paul Worsling from iFish, thank you for joining Real Adventures this morning and talking about your work with Vic Fisheries and, of course, Tackle World Cranbourne. Thanks, lads. Have a great day. That was gearing up for Dometic Mobile Living Made easy. It's now time for Red's review, and you've actually taken it this week. Maybe slightly lack of organisation by myself, but there is something that you do want to kid out on the boat, so it is very relevant. Take us through Red's review. It is, Redmond. I've spent a bit of time over the off-season fishing in sort of a few different locations, and I spent some time uh, with a relative, um, 
Nathan King, who's a brilliant, absolutely brilliant uh, flathead fisherman, and he's got this beautiful... From the Gippsland region. Gippsland region. region. Lives in Lake Tyres. Yep. Um, Flatties, bass, you name it, EPs. This man is a... He's a it's like it's a, uh, it's a wand he's fishing, right? He's, he's sensational. <laughs> um, and, and one of the things that he's got in his boat, because... There's only so much... At some stage, you've got to pull back on, on all the accessories that you put on a boat. But one of the things that Nathan's got on his... I think it's a 480 Hornet. It's an um, open boat, Quintrex, absolute ripper. 75 Yammy on the back. Like, it's it's fantastic. But one of the things he's got... He's got a Railblazer swing arm. It's called an R-lock arm. And what it means is he can have his, uh, his fish find, I think it's a Garmin unit, set up on his side console, but then he can swing that arm around so when he's fishing from the front of the boat and he's using his Minn Kota, he can swing that arm around yeah, and, right. and he can face the, the unit in the other direction. So rather than having to spend... On the two units. ...twice as much and have a, a, a bow-mounted you know, 10-inch screen, you can swing with this R-lock arm, your fish finder, right around and... They're expensive. They're not. They're not. But super how, how cheap. much are they? We're talking a few hundred bucks. So a few hundred bucks is going to yep. save you a few thousand, though. Exactly. Exactly, and that's my point. And the and the other point is when you are bow mounting a, a fish finder or yep. a combo, whatever it is, it's going to get more wear and tear quite clearly because of where it's positioned. Whereas with this, it still sits on the side console. You swing that arm around, and you can get the the size of the unit that Nathan's running. I think it's a twelve inch. It might be. So it's it's. It's bloody Quite big, big, yeah. Which you can easily see from the bow of a 4.8 metre boat. So uh, Railblazer is the brand. They're a New Zealand company. And if you want more info on it, head to railblazer.com. They're, they're absolutely they do a great brilliant. range of all sorts of things along those lines as well. There's multiple things that you and I... I know you're going to try and kit your boat out with a few of these items. Yeah, the rod holders. So whether that be... Um, and and they're, they're universal. So once you put in the, the mechanism that you drill into the boat or screw into the boat... Then so the you, based, the base exactly. Then you can change um, a whole range of different rod holders, swinging arms, uh, fish finder mounts. You name it. Um, it. The universal application of it, filleting tables, um, means that you can you can change it uh, now, and adapt your fishing to to what sort of fish you're chasing and where you need to have those rod holders or fish finders located. Drink holders. I'll be honest. When I first seen this product, I th- it looked sort of like that. Real, just on online and whatnot, it sort of looks tacky. Like it actually yeah. does look plasticky and tacky. But when you actually see the product in person, and, and we've got no affiliation it. with this product in, at all in the slightest. Not at all. It costs it's, a fortune. It costs. It's <laughs> bloody expensive. So this is legit. It, it isn't crap. It nah. actually isn't crap. It's so if brilliant. you do want to, especially the kayaks and the smaller boats that you've just, I think it's the ultimate product. It, it really is. Into there's certainly class leading when it comes to removable products they absolutely kill the kayaking scene they're, they're used on most kayaks and we're starting to see them on more boats now as well that was red's review we'll see you after the break want to witness the world's biggest football game head to iCanWin.com.au. predict australia's score with a crystal ball and it could be you and a friend at the fifa world cup qatar 2022 semi-finals all thanks to mcdonald's maccas together and loving it tnc's apply